We have Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go. The volume's turned up and the lights are down low. I stream, you stream. Hello and welcome to I Stream, You Stream, the Binge Watchers podcast. I'm Olivia Osol. Bennett. <laughs> You're Olivia Bennett. So. I'm not officially Olivia Bennett yet. Maybe you might as well be. You are to me. Well, thank you. You'll always be Olivia <laughs> Bennett. <to me. laughs> I am it's John no. Wilson Bennett. Famed. Puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs> Horse track uh, rake master. Yeah. Anywho, so um Y'all seen Handmaid's Tale season five? That's exactly what we're gonna talk Is about. Is it four or five? Oh god damn it. Vamp. Really? I think it's four. <laughs> I think it's five. Well, this is the most fascinating content we've ever shared, I'd have to say. The great debate. Was it four or was it five? And you know what? I think most people are confused about that because there was an entire pandemic where we lost a year of our lives right. and everything's very confusing now. Nobody knows where they're at in their TV shows. Yeah. Who are you? What do you expect from me? I've worn nothing but yoga pants for 18 months and I'm not ready to get a job. <laughs> season four. It was season four? It was season four. Holy shit. Yeah, that was season four. So, uh, okay. Handmaid's Tale season four is what we're discussing today. Yep. Yeah, it is. Wouldn't uh, dare discuss season five. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will stream. You will stream. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, we, we, we actually watched this separately, didn't sort we? Sort of. Yeah. Separate and together. That's right. Actually, together, separate, and together. Thank you. Our <laughs> audience needs to know that. Because when you left on May 14th. <laughs> um. uh, the point is, yet Spoiler again. Spoiler alert, the audience already knows that you were gone. Because there were like two months worth of just me going, I watched a short film. It was good. And that's it. Just like two minute episodes. No, there wasn't. So uh, Olivia doesn't listen to the podcast. Th- you really did that? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I had to give I had to give the people what they want. Wow, um, guys, I'm so, so sorry that I left you with that. I mean, no, truly, I re-recorded I, a Taskmaster episode. I, I truly, I, I didn't know just how bad I was letting you guys down, <laughs> and. Now that I know, um, I don't know how you'll ever forgive me. And I'm sure I'll never get the chance to be forgiven because none of you are listening anymore. (laughs) 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 But the bigger point here is that Handmaid's Tale season four Four. is yet again a banger. Straight banger, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. It was so intense from start to finish. And I've never seen a show where an actress (laughs) cried 
in every single take and I still was like I believe you you know but it's not no it's not just one actor it's the whole cast it's like I just don't know if I could do that it's got to be written into the script like do you think they just have like fake tears that they're handing out no I think that they're that emotionally connected to the material and when you're like (laughs) living a goddamn nightmare fucking nightmare it just forces you to just constantly have a breakdown well, I'm and just if like wondering Alexis if Bledel, that's even healthy. Like these actors are suffering. <laughs> They've been suffering now for four, four or five seasons. <laughs> well, they have started filming five. So, yeah, yeah, basically. You know, I don't to me because there were multiple. Yeah, there was like multiple times where people were crying. Um and it was like, it goes on. I It's actually funny because like that's something I noticed a couple seasons, maybe season three, maybe season two. And it's actually, it's not my favorite part. The crying? The constant crying. Right. It's um, not my favorite part. Yeah. If, and I just, I think though what I appreciate. Well, you can't hold back now though. <laughs> it's like. No, but actually know. I think I liked this season way more than I liked season three. Yeah. I think that this show is like really getting somewhere where we're like getting into like the handmaid's tale. Wow. And like I, what I really like is I really like like the I'm political. sorry. We're what what tale were we in before? The handmaid's tale. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just I also like like the political theater and I like the like the little political intrigue and the backstabbing and the, you know, all the dealings that we're seeing like a little bit more, like there was always the mystery about like who was yeah. really pulling the strings. And mm. now we're seeing who's pulling the strings. And I just thought like, especially and who like, even has any strings. Right. But like, as we get closer towards the end of the season too, like you really start to see like, I, th- I think there's like, there's those episodes or those, those like those shows where, you know, like, uh, did you see Training Day? Mm-hmm. So you remember in Training Day when he's like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. And then they all fucking murder him. Yikes. At the end. Spoiler I just alert. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess my point is like, there's a lot of that vibe in this season of like people who have been like pontificating and people who have been like showboating or like leading kind of having other people fall be subservient to them are now like the tables have been turned and it's like really cathartic to see people get their comeuppance and to see people who are also almost like we were just discussing with Lupin spoiler alert we record these back to back sometimes Um, you've got people that are truly making decisions like based off of like real factors and again it turns into like family and responsibility or like duty you know a sense of like what you owe to other people um and i think they're always playing that with that especially with june of like what does she owe other people what Mm -hmm. does she owe her family and then like what is her own like moral compass because she really does kind of exist well but there's also the thing of like okay like right when you experience a change in your life it's like you still so much are identifying with who you are who you were right before the change that like you're like 
oh, I'm still who I was yesterday. I'm just in this new circumstance. Right. But after you've been in new circumstance after new circumstance and like you're evolving adapting to survive like eventually what happens is like one day you wake up and like you're just completely a different fucking person and it's like that's like the trauma that they're all dealing with when they go you know like alexis bladell's character like when she gets back to canada and she's like whoa like I can't just like step into who I was before. Like I am a different person. It's like, that's the thing about June is like, she is so changed that it's like, like who we're, it's like, we're rediscovering who she is at the same time that she is, you know? Well, I think we're rediscovering who she is or whatever, but I think she's also, she's finding out, she's not rediscovering, she's discovering, like, who she's become and, like, like and talk about falling arc. into it. Talk about arc. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this is not a sitcom. No. Like, this is not Friends where Well, and this isn't her sitting, this isn't her sitting at the Boston Globe, like, running laps anymore. Right. She's a badass bitch. Yeah, she, yeah. she gets whole planes of children flown back to right Canada. Yeah. No, so I I mean I definitely I I'm excited to see what happens. She like five. I think at some point it's got to end though. Like I think we're getting there. Right. Like I definitely I know that the writer Well, at this point this the show is so f- so far beyond what Margaret Atwood wrote in the book yeah like the book is short there's like not actually that much that happens no. compared to what's now what's happening in, in the right. show but i just think like i mean the the creator of the show said like they had they could do like seven or eight seasons with it and i'm like what? i don't know like that's twice that's literally twice as much as we've got right now I don't think that like it's humanly possible to cry that much more. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is what they would do is they would essentially do kind of like a handmaid's tale like other people's story at some point. You would Oh, uh, no would, one you, cares about that. I mean, maybe, but like wouldn't you want to watch like an entire season about the uprising of Gilead? No. Oh, I think it would be fascinating. The uprising of Gilead? Yeah. What do you mean? Like seeing how things like they've they've hinted at it. They've shown flashbacks with like Serena and they've shown flashbacks with like June before and like Aunt Aunt Lydia before and like everybody kind of in their past life. But if you really did like a season about who the characters were and like especially like the Bradley whatever his name is character. I don't think I care. Okay. I'm just spitballing. No, I know, but I'm like... You don't care. Well, I'd rather see a whole whole season of them just being destroyed. Well, I guess, and that's (laughs) what I would say, is like it would be really interesting if you could do like a season that was half and half. Like you see the destruction of Gilead, but then you also see like how it really kind of actually got to be where it was. Because now they're getting into, and this is what I'm saying about what I like with the show, is now they're getting into the nitty-gritty of, like, the pol- the politics, the economics. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I think the reason why I'm saying I don't care is because it's, like, 
they've already been doing it. Like we've already been getting the flashbacks and right. But I mean, we've seen we've seen Aunt Lydia as a school teacher, and and it kind of explains why she likes little kids so much. And then we see Aunt Lydia now, and like we didn't get the like how did (laughs) sounds weird why she loves little children. No. Um, spoiler alert, or I think I said this with season three, but I literally met Ann Dowd on the street outside of our apartment, and she said I was going to make it. Yeah, so. So, fucking liar. If you listen to this <laughs> podcast, you can always say in the future, I listened to John Wilson Bennett's podcast when he was really awful, and it was just him speaking <laughs> from the <laughs> episode. <laughs> and I heard Liv was back on, and so I gave him one more shot. Nobody cared what he had to say, but I listened to him. <laughs> and yet, I persisted. I listened to him. Nobody knew. Oh, my God. That's so great. I can't wait to be, you know, super, super duper famous. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think again, it's kind of, it's a great show. Uh, they cry a bunch. It was a good. It was a good season. And no, actually it's super suspense. So <laughs> I can't. The pimple. <laughs> I have teeth whitening strips on. Okay, that now the illusion is broken. You guys thought I was perfect. <laughs> now you know. Her teeth aren't white always white that white. Sometimes. Yep. But the point is, is. Please. Very suspenseful. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yeah. And different. Like they've ex- expanded. This season was an expansion, you know? Whereas like the world of Gilead was very small, this season is an expansion. And I predict more expansion. Agreed. So, yeah, all the scoops. Keep on watching. Thank you. Boo bitch, bye.